You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Caught in the Ring. We are back from our month hiatus because Crown Jewel was presented, and uh, we didn't want to talk about that. We want to talk about Survivor Series. Right, Ryan? How you doing? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, no, the Crown Jewel, those those excursions excursions to Saudi Arabia, I've, I kind of, I mean, I don't really watch them anymore anyways, because they don't really matter in the long run. Like, yeah, sure, The Fiend won the title at, at, at the crown jewel but that's only because they didn't give it to him at hell in a cell i mean but it ultimately doesn't matter which which run. which is what they should have done in hell in the cell can it is sick no no wait i'm not gonna say it yet i'm gonna save it to the end because then we're gonna repeat ourselves but but welcome back fans here for calling in the ring ryan and i are back once a month again for our review of the most recent wrestling pay-per-view on wwe network so survivor series is part of the big four you know you got survivor series royal rumble WrestleMania and SummerSlam. I just want to say right off the bat, before we talk about this pay-per-view, Ryan, did not think Survivor Series was a part of the Big Four back in the day. I really, really it's, did. It's, it's their second, the second branded pay-per-view they've ever had. Then they, because they, they created Survivor Series to compete with Starcade because they wanted to essentially they want to push the competition out, so they put a pay-per-view on the same day as their rivals. Well, Starcade was always in December. Well, it was over Thanksgiving, and they moved it to December because of Survivor Series. Gotcha. Smart man. Um, I don't like the concept of Survivor Series. I don't like the concept of Survivor Series back when we were kids. I don't like the concept of Survivor Series now. What I would have considered if I was in charge of WWE... Uh, keep the big four the way they are, just take out Survivor Series and make that be King of the Ring. I think that means more. Have the winner of the King of the Ring tournament be automatically number 30 in the Royal Rumble. Have it mean something. Because Survivor Series then and now means nothing. It's just bragging rights. And they already tried to do that as a pay-per-view, and it failed. I think I, I think the modern... Um, idea of the brand warf- brand warfare and, and what brand is better or superior is inherently dumb. But, I mean, if they build it up to in, in a decent way, you can buy into it. You can buy into anything if you, if it's believable. I, my, my favorite Survivor Series is 2002 when they introduced um, Elimination Chamber. Like, something like that. If mm. they would have kept Elimination Chamber at Survivor Series instead of giving it its own pay-per-view, I think... That would that would go a long way to making these shows more worthwhile. Because like watching them 
they're fun. Like, especially adding NXT, because they got NXT. I don't watch the NXT a whole lot. I, I watched the TakeOver on Saturday, but I don't watch the weekly programming for it. But these wrestlers, they wrestle differently. Like, they have a different style than what we normally see on the main roster, and that gives it a bit of excitement. Also, their fresh faces and all that. But in the long run, it doesn't. It, the rewatchability isn't really there, you know? Yeah, I, I look, I... I cannot sit here and say that I was never a fan of NXT. I, 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 I like NXT the way it used to be. Now, because of this whole SmackDown moving to Fox and this draft thing, now NXT is its own show and its own brand, and Triple H is taking it over. And it's like, uh, like, there's too much wrestling again, like it was when we were kids. Well, I mean, Triple H is, he's like, NXT is his baby project. That's that's the thing he's been going after for, I think it's 2012, I think is when it started. And they put it on TV in 2014. Um, so, I mean, it's not like, it, it's on TV because AEW's on TV. They're trying to, they're trying to push the, again, they're trying to push the competition out. Yeah. Because TNT wanted, wanted Wednesday for for Dynamite, and so since they already had NXT on Wednesday, it makes it makes sense to cut their ratings by having having a show compete with it. I guess I just preferred NXT to be the AAA ball team to Raw and SmackDown. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, this is... A bit, uh, hopefully they don't make it into the WWE CW that, that, that went on. I wasn't. I was not watching wrestling at the time. That was like right after I stopped watching. But the going back and watching the the stuff that they have on the network from their ECW show is, it's tough. That is a tough thing to watch. It is, and that's um, that's I'm afraid. But there's one thing that I'm excited about is that they're not bringing John Cena or the Big Show over to an ECW. They're keeping their NXT people there as of right now. And the first match of the night was the women's, which was Team NXT versus Team Raw versus Team SmackDown. Team NXT wins this one with my favorite wrestler coming out of this one, uh, Rhea Ripley. She is something to look at. I really like her a lot. Oh yeah, Rhea Ripley. She's she uh, is, like she could be a monster if they if they pushed her correctly or if they you know scripted her correctly. This match was it was fun. It was a fun match. That I don't think anything significant really happened. I had the I they really got over Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley. Um, the only other thing in this match that I really liked was the whole Oscar um, spitting the mist into Charlotte's face. That was a pretty nice, uh, pretty nice twist. And it makes sense that you're gonna have you're gonna have the NXT women win because the other uh, the other teams are in fighting because they're all you know they all have these egos and everything. But NXT they're young upstarts, so they don't they don't have that same sort of mojo going. I do think there are some extra people like we could have gotten rid of Dana Brooke, who wouldn't have been Sarah Logan wouldn't have missed anything. Right, like I was actually surprised because uh, my wife saw, uh, watched the pay per view with me. She was like, "Oh, isn't that the girl that was a part of that Riot Squad that she liked? Where's she been?" You know, and I was like, that's a very good point. And we're recording this episode uh, days later, but uh, Asuka and Charlotte had their rematch or had their match on Raw. And Asuka won that one by spitting into the green mist in Charlotte's face again. So that's going to be a rivalry that they're going to start. Yeah, hopefully they let Asuka win now that she's a heel. It seems to be like you can't have Asuka beat Charlotte for some reason. Yeah, I agree. 
I, why are they pushing NXT? Is it just because these are the young, up-and-coming stars? I mean, because last year's Survivor Series, Raw won every single match. And they kept on pushing that, where it was like SmackDown versus Raw, SmackDown versus Raw. That's how it's been for a couple of years. And Raw won every single fucking thing. So why is it now that this new up-and-coming brand, let's just say, you know, NXT... Is now they essentially spoiler won Survivor Series. They won the pay per view. Well, I think they're pushing them because they want to get their faces out. They want to try to create these stars or at least these new characters that can get over with, like you know, on the mainstream. Because NXT gets on USA gets less than a million viewers. They get less than I think two thirds of what an episode what an episode of Raw gets on Monday nights. Um, and so like you, you push these faces, people that you believe are the top draws or top characters on that program on this pay-per-view to try to get eyes on that, on that product. I mean, that'd be the only reason I can think of. Cause I mean, in, in history, at least what, what I've seen since I started watching wrestling again is that Vince McMahon doesn't care about what they do down in NXT. But now since they're there, there's more light shown on them. He is going to have to care. Well, that and that's the thing with 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 having Ripley, because you know I was like telling my wife when we were watching, so I was like, hey, that that really really tall one, her name is Ripley. She's gonna be towards the end of it, you know, like like this one. This one's something to see, and I will watch NXT because of her, and because of the other chick in the in the uh, in the main event. Um, okay. Santa Basil. Santa Yeah, yeah. Those two are impressive to me, but. Uh, Next match was Roderick Strong, who was the North American champion, versus you know Shinsuke, who was the Intercontinental, and 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 AJ. Ryan, what do you think of the brand new redesigned Intercontinental Championship belt? Everybody seems to love it. Oh, I hate it. Thank you. Everybody loves this. It. Everybody loves no. this, but me. It looks I, cheap. I, I don't like it. Showed to my wife, and she was like, "Oh, that's actually really cool looking." And I'm like, "Really? I like the old white." style like because that was the original design back in the 70s right yeah the that was no the um early 90s early 90s was that i like that design yeah no i i think this because like when they unveiled the 24 7 championship i i was fine with it because it's it's 24 7 title that doesn't matter it's like the hardcore championship it's garbage anyways sure um it's just there to have the undercard do something like the bottom of the card do something. But like the Intercontinental title has the same sort of front plate as that one does. And no, no, no. You can't, I, I refuse to have a flat plate on the front of the title. It needs to have depth uh, to to bring out, I don't know, the prestige. You know, I don't know. I don't like it. I think the design sucks. No, the design sucks. I, I mean, like, and to me, it's to me. No matter what they do in the future, it goes WWE Championship, Intercontinental Championship. The winner of the Intercontinental Championship is the WWE's, WWE's way of saying, get ready because this guy's going to be next. Stone Cold was an IC champion, Triple H, The Rock, Chris Jericho. You know, like that's the whole point of the IC title, right? Well, it used to be that way. It's not really so much that way anymore. Because, I mean, they kind of give it 
they, they don't really care about titles. That's the one thing I've noticed. Otherwise, they wouldn't put their they wouldn't keep putting their top title on a brand on Brock Lesnar. Right. If they cared about it, they would put on somebody who's going to be there every week. Um, um, like the, yeah. the United States Championship, they, before um, AJ Styles had it for it, uh, this this long tenure that he's had it for a couple months, it was Ricochet had it for like a week or two. Samoa Joe had it for like a week or two. Uh, Rey Mysterio had it for like a week or two. They just kind of bounced these around. Right. You know? What? Okay, so you, you told me when you... I will I will remember my new love of wrestling because of you because you're the one that got me back into it right and you told me this is the guy to look out for his name is AJ Styles I'm like okay this guy's really good where do you think AJ St- what do you think of AJ Styles now this guy is uh, this guy's trying to be a heel he's not very good at being a heel he's a part of that OC club which is really really stupid and uh, he just lost the United States Championship to Rey Mysterio on Raw the other night. So, what do you think of this now, AJ Styles, compared to when you introduced me to wrestling a few years ago again? Um, I mean, I think he's doing fine. I think the character is developing. I do think it's because I do think it's weird because when they when they dra- when they sent him to Raw in the shakeup, um, he kind of just became a heel, and that was kind of weird. But, I mean, him being a heel, he's like a goofy heel, so I think it's fine. He's a comic heel. Um, but he's also, I mean, he's still one of the better wrestlers they have on their roster. He's still one of the more exciting characters that they have. Um, I think working with Gallows and Anderson doesn't hurt him, but, again, I also don't think it's helping him very much um, because they're presented, they're presented as, even though they're, quote, the, the best the best tag team or the greatest tag team in the world since they won the the cup at uh, Crown Jewel. Mm-hmm. Um, they they're presented as these fools that are constantly getting beat up, and I mean that works, but only to an extent before you stop caring about it. But I think AJ Styles is doing. I think he's fine. I think he's fine. Okay. The NXT Championship match we had Adam Cole against Pete Dunne. Uh, I did not actually get a chance to watch this match entirely. Because I did not know who these guys were, and I was uninterested completely in this one. Oh yeah, you should watch. Um, they had the takeover on Saturday, where the War Games that um, and it was Undisputed Era versus Team Champa, Tommaso Champa. He's in the he's in the men's elimination match. Um, that's the the War Games that they have in NXT are really fun. They're really nice to watch. Um, are they, they different than like, uh, the Fall Brawl War Games from WCW in a way? Because it's the same thing, I, right? It's two rings, right? Yeah, it's the same. It's the same exact match. Um, I I have not seen any of the WCW War Games, so I'm not sure. But these the the ones in NXT are uh, like Crash. Uh, I don't know what to call that. Uh, they just they destroy each other and it's fun to watch because they're doing like all these high risk moves um, that you don't really get to see outside of like the main event on the, the, the main roster. Um, but Adam Cole, I'm, I think Adam Cole is probably out of the NXT people that I've seen. He's probably the one that's the most ready made for the main roster. Like he's pretty much the a finished product. Um, as he's the leader of the Undisputed Era, he's the top heel on an NXT. He's the champion, and he's he's really good. I really I really like Adam Cole, um, and Pete Dunne. I don't I don't know. He 
I don't know, something about Pete Dunne's look that I find unsettling, uh, not in a good way, um, just like he looks weird. Um, but he's also good. He's got, he, he does like small, what they call small joint manipulation where he like works on people's hands and stuff. And that's pretty neat. I've not, I've, I've not seen that, but again, I only watch WWE. So there's that, but yeah, I like this match. I thought it was really, really good. Pete Dunne, you should, well, they mentioned it on the broadcast, but it's takeover Chicago from 2018, I do believe, or maybe 20, 2017. Um, where he wrestles Tyler Bate, NXT TakeOver Chicago. Um, that is a, they wrestle for the UK Championship. That is a very good match. Well, so far in this pay-per-view, Raw has won none, completely different than last year. And NXT has won every match. They have won the 5-on-5-on-5 five 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 women's match. They have won the uh, Champions Triple Threat match. And they just won this match. Well, actually, I, I mean... I guess this doesn't count. That's the yeah, it's not head-to-head. Yeah. But. So right now they've won two. Raw has won none, neither a SmackDown. We get The Fiend, Bray Wyatt versus Daniel Bryan for the brand-new, redesigned, blue WWE Universal Championship, which I'm disgusted about, by the way. I don't like the name the Universal Championship, but I got used to it after a while, and now it's fucking blue. And it, whatever. Um, hey, Bray Wyatt may be crazy, but he understands brand recognition and synergy. <laughs> Why is he going against Daniel Bryan? I read on the internet that it was supposed to be The Miz. That was the first um, idea that they had was going to be The Fiend versus The Miz for the Universal title. Um, and it could have gone to either one of him or Daniel Bryan. I didn't care because I didn't really like this match. I don't, I'm not a fan of the way they present the fiend. I like the character. I like the look, just the way they have him in his, in, in the matches where they have him like, he'll get the, he'll, the, his opponent will get offense on him and he'll sell for like a second and then he'll stand up and like, that's cool. But if you do that every time for 10 minutes, it, I don't know, it, it loses the effect. Yeah, see, that's the thing. I 100% agree with you because the Undertaker was known as the Dead Man, right? I mean, you can't, you can't stop the Dead Man, right? Yeah, he used to not sell when he first started when the, when he was first wrestling in the in 1990. He didn't sell. But now, the Fiend is like the brand new Undertaker, I guess if you would call it that. And the son of a bitch just nobody's gonna beat him. And Vince. You're not listening to the show. You never will listen to the show. Stop doing the fucking red lighting. It's distracting. I agree. I don't like it at all. When they did it for Hell in a Cell, I, I thought it was a mistake, and I thought they would realize their mistake, but they did it again at Crown Jewel, and now they're doing it this one. I think I think the, the problem I have the most with The Fiend and how he's presented is that he doesn't have squash matches. I think that character sh- should have squash matches. He should go in... Like Brock Lesnar wrestles for five minutes at a time and then he's done, right? Right. right. Have the fiend do that. Why not? Because that's what he is. Have right? him take off. Yeah. Have him take offense for the first minute and a half, and then he just basically tortures the his opponent for the next four minutes, and then it's over. Yeah. Why don't you have Brock Lesnar versus the fiend? Let's see what happens in that one. Oh, because then they'll have Brock Lesnar go over, and everyone will be even more upset. Okay. Valid. Good night. 
They're not going to let Bray Wyatt beat Brock Lesnar. You think Brock Lesnar is going to let Bray Wyatt beat Brock Lesnar? Look, I just want Brock Lesnar to fucking go away, but we'll talk about Brock Lesnar here in a second. Uh, we got uh, Team SmackDown actually getting one for the board here versus uh, Team uh, NXT and, and, and Team Raw. Um, I knew that Roman Reigns was going to win this one. So Vince McMahon has two cocks in his mouth. It is Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. Why? I don't know, but Roman Reigns is going to win every time, and that's who won the fucking match for Team SmackDown. Tell me I'm wrong. Vince McMahon loves these two, and Roman Reigns always wins. Yeah, no, that's the thing. Roman Reigns does always win, and he he thinks Brock Lesnar is his biggest draw that he's going to get um, that he has on his roster. I should have known SmackDown was going to win because Roman Reigns. I thought that they would have the NXT women lose um, because Charlotte was on the on, in that match, mm-hmm. and that's usually what they do is they have Charlotte win. Because I thought they were going to give the NXT uh, brand the quote more important victory in the men's elimination match, but I should have known. I should have known better. Um, this match overall was fun. It was entertaining. I don't much care for how things were laid out and how things were booked, especially the ending with Keith Lee. Like Keith Lee is impressive because he's like 400 pounds of beef and he's like jumping over the the ropes and shit, Mm -hmm. um, doing, uh, doing top rope maneuvers and things like that. But I don't feel like he, he wasn't important until the end. Cause like every time before that, before it was just him and Roman, every time before that he would come into the ring get beat up, and then fall back out. I think that happened five times before he eliminated <laughs> Seth Rollins. And it was like, yeah. how am I supposed to buy in? And I, Matt Riddle, Matt Riddle is a very good character. Uh, I, I thought it was going to be annoying because he's the what, the first bro or whatever they call him. Um, and like he just says bro a lot, and that he's sort of like a surfer, pot smoker thing. I don't know. That's his gimmick. But he's a very good wrestler. Um, and they did not <laughs> really let him do anything, and I I, I don't understand why. Uh, and like ha- Walter, Damian Priest, Matt Riddle, three of the five on this one team were in the match probably for like in terms of actually wrestling in the ring for maybe three minutes apiece, if that, before they got eliminated. Because how they're... do you? Ryan, because they're in the match with Roman fucking Reigns. But, I no, I understand that. But you can still have them shine and have them play an important role and have them be put over without them actually having to win. And, the, like, I, if this is the opportunity... That. Vince I won't do I, it. I, get, I get that. And this is if this is the opportunity <laughs> where you're trying to showcase... Your new brand that's on TV that that has a built-in audience, but that audience for some reason isn't really transferring to cable viewership, even though the channel's in like eighty-some million homes. You have this golden opportunity to present these these characters to the audience, and you do nothing with them. Nothing. They had no opportunity to get even their personalities over. And I'll never understand that. That's, I don't even know where to begin, dude. I mean, that's just how Vince does it. Uh, the reason why the women even won 
was because I'm sure Stephanie was like, hey, shut the fuck up, Vince. You know, I mean, it, it's it's sickening. It's, it's, it's sickening because everything you said is true. Why is this not a, a popular show? Because every Monday we got Raw, every Wednesday we got Smack uh, NXT, every every Friday we got SmackDown. Which, by the way, I just want to say this on air because I've because I've said it to other people I've saw off off of air. Moving SmackDown from a Tuesday night eight o'clock slot on USA on a Tuesday to Friday at eight o'clock on Fox was a stupid fucking decision i don't even watch smackdown anymore i don't have time it's friday night what is wrong with you well friday uh was it that's that they call it the death slot yeah something like that yeah. friday night's the death slot but they they moved it there because they original programming were was not bringing in the ratings that even smackdown was getting on tuesday nights on usa and so they saw it as a, uh, they could present it as a sports show and there's potential for growth in viewership and it could be better for them in the long run than what, than pumping all this money into original programming. Stick, and so that's why they did it. Stick with original programming. You have lost an audience member. I'm, I'm, I'm raw all the way. I'm not going to watch wrestling on Fridays. I completely forget it's on Fridays. So yeah, me too. I completely forget because I'm too busy with my life. We get uh, we get Brock Lesnar versus Rey Mysterio in a no holds barred match for the WWE Championship. Seven minute match. We knew Rey Mysterio was gonna fucking lose. I'm sick of. This is the most time where I'm gonna say the word fuck. I fucking hate Brock Lesnar. I fucking hate this 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 stupid fucking thing with Rey fucking Mysterio. This David versus Goliath bullshit. I'm sick of it. I'm fucking sick of it. I'm sick of it. You're, so you like the match? Is what I'm getting. What I'm hearing. <laughs> Boo, Wendy Testerberger. Boo. No, I, I I hated this match too. It. I thought Rey Mysterio was gonna win. I really did because it's a, when they put the no holds barred stipulation on it. Yeah. But it's it's how it's laid out. It's the exact reason why I don't like Brock Lesnar, mm-hmm. where he like he's beaten up Rey Mysterio, and then they have the low blows. Dominic comes in. They do all this shit. Hit him with a lead pipe. You hit the 619. It's a tandem 619. They do frog splashes off the top rope and all this stuff. And Brock Lesnar kicks out, so they go to do the frog splash at the same time instead of one after the other. And then Brock Lesnar just immediately gets up. No effects from the match. No, the beating he just took. And then he wins. And it's... I hate it. I hate it. I hate Brock Lesnar. I don't hate Brock Lesnar. I do. And when Brock, when Brock Lesnar wants to wrestle he's very good at selling he's very good but when they put him when they present him this way i don't i'm not really going to put the blame on brock lesnar for this because he he does have a say in the outcome but i don't think he has like a really an overall say in how things are presented um like he may be like well i don't want to do that move i don't want to do this and all that stuff but like i don't know i just feel that the way he's presented as this basically um, unstoppable monster is annoying. Quite annoying. And I have nothing much to say. Every time Brock Lesnar is in an event on a pay-per-view that we review in the future, I'm gonna, I'm just going to give it a big goose egg. Fuck it. I don't want to talk about it hardly because this man will never fucking go away. Well, here's the question, though, right? They're doing nothing right now before Ray and even... 
on the Monday after the pay-per-view to build a new opponent, to build someone up to conceivably take the title from Brock, because that's what you you want to do every pay-per-view. Is you got to have somebody who the audience thinks is going to be able to take the title away. No, they're not even trying. And no. that's their top title. They're not going to do anything until fucking Rumble. Because Brock Lesnar will not be a part of TLC. I guarantee you. That's nonsense. Because that's, that's the world that we're getting with that. We get the main event uh, of the night. Raw has not won anything. SmackDown has won one. If you got the pre-shows, Raw's won some, but that's the pre-shows. NXT win. Uh, we get we get we get a women's triple threat here. Um, what's the, Blazer's her name? Blazer, Baszler. Baszler. She is terrifying. I mean, like Ronda Rousey would kick my ass. So I'm not I'm not speaking ill of Ronda Rousey, but Ronda Rousey is very feminine as well. And but she's tough. You know, she's a woman, right? Fucking late. Baszler is fucking She-Hulk. She is terrifying. And I was I, about to I was about to ask you is it because she's not like can like conventionally attractive? She is an amazing wrestler. I enjoyed her in this. I really really did. I think she'll be a great opponent for the Brock Lesnar of women, uh Becky Lynch. And she's impressive. She's amazing. I really, really did enjoy her. Bailey in this match, Gene and I watched the last of it, and my wife was like, "Why is Bailey here? She's gonna get her fucking ass whipped." And that's pretty much what happened. Yeah, they um, Bailey was only in this match so that Becky Lynch didn't have to take a pin or submission. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now this, I mean, the match was all right. I I, I was surprised that they put this on as the main event. I really mm-hmm. was. Um, I thought they would have um, either the championships, the top titles, or the men's elimination match go on last. But, I mean, trying to close it out, this is its the first time, I think, they've had a women main event for Survivor Series. Stephanie McMahon said so. Hey, man. Well, I mean, Becky Lynch is their, like, she's their biggest star that they have right now. Right now. I, I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, men or women. I think, because I think all their shit keeps, when they do meet and greets and merchandise and all that stuff. Hers is always the first thing that sells out. Yeah. Um, like they have meet and greet tickets for, I think it was Survivor Series weekend this weekend. They had, um, when I looked, when I looked at them, cause I got, I get emails from the WWE cause I have a network, um, to like purchase tickets and things like that. I was looking at their meet and greets and that Becky Lynch, uh, and Seth Rollins were doing them together and they're the only ones that were sold out for the weekend. Um, and like I heard the story where she had a meet and greet that was supposed to go two hours, but she stayed six because there were so many people. I believe it. Oh no, I I, I believe she's popular, um, but I think this NSG chick is going to give her a run for her money. But the problem is that she'll never get caught up to Raw because they're not doing that anymore. And I think she, Baszler uh, against Charlotte would be absolutely amazing. Um, this match was fine. I, I, I didn't have a problem with it. Again, I'm shocked that Vince McMahon this time last year could give two fucks about NXT. And now he's having NXT win one of his big four pay-per-views. Just absolutely shocked. 
Well, the thing is, I don't know if people really care about wins and losses in these shows. I think it's more about who won and who lost. Whether, like, not so much brand victory brand victories more like personal like which character came out on top because like I, I understand what they were doing with this because uh, Bailey for the first I would say half of the match she was presented as a pretty dominant person like she was she would beat up Becky Lynch then she would go beat up Shayna then when Becky Lynch got up she'd go beat up Becky Lynch when uh, Shayna got up she'd go beat up Shayna and it was that way for I would say the first I don't know, six minutes of the match, and they presented her as very strong, but then she's, but they only did that because they ultimately knew that she was the one that was gonna, that was gonna eat, you know, take the loss. It makes sense, but I think in the long run, it's not, it's not, oh, NXT one, it's, oh, um, Bailey took the pin, or, oh, Shayna got the victory, or Roderick Strong snuck in and got the victory. Right. You know? And unfortunately, this will not be a continuation storyline. Because we'll have TLC next month and so on and so forth. You know, but these women will come back for Royal Rumble, which will be great to see. Well, I wonder, because I'm, I'm curious about that, is how are they going to do 10 people from each brand go into the Rumble and they have to figure out who goes in the Rumble? Are, are the NXT champions allowed to go into the Rumble? Um, like the um, women's champion Shayna Baszler or Adam Cole, if he's still champion at that point, are they allowed to enter the Rumble and things like that? Because I would not be surprised if they put if they had Shayna Baszler win the Rumble so she can face Becky Lynch at WrestleMania. That would be amazing. I would be very happy to see that, and that would be the main event again. Because the whole there's the whole thing about Ronda Rousey coming back, but I think if like I think if they play their cards right, they could have ronda rousey come back as like the corner person the corner man for Shayna, or it could be another triple threat or yeah it could be another triple threat or they could do the or it could be a fatal four-way because obviously they're going to put charlotte in there regardless of what happens it, it will be interesting to see what happens next month for tlc because wrestling it's just it's crazy what they're doing with it and you know i was not happy with the the past two pay-per-views that you and i have done i have not been happy with hell in the cell which we thought was one of the worst pay-per-views we saw all year this is not in that same category ryan as the worst pay-per-view of the year this is not hell in the cell um but this means nothing because the storylines probably will not continue maybe not you know what i mean and no and they need to they're not going to but they need to take a step back and go okay the fiend is this new undertaker we have to make, okay, let's go back to the way things used to be. You know, let's not fucking just make this guy take 15 curb stomps and get up from every single one of them. Like, you're making him unbeatable, which means the only person that can go against him would be Brock Lesnar. That's it. I mean, there, there's no other way because that's the way you're setting it up to be. That would be the logical choice. And you got Baszler who is an amazing talent. I really like her a lot, and I think they really should push her. But I, I'm afraid that she'll turn into another one of my favorite wrestlers that doesn't get any fucking uh, screen time at all, and that's Aleister Black. He's very good, and he gets no attention. And I'm afraid that's going to happen to Baszler with their writing team. Well, they're probably, I mean, she's 39 years old, so they'll probably push her real quick, just that way, in case she wants, because she's, I mean, she was an MMA for a long time before she came into WWE, so maybe her 
time's winding down, and they'll probably push her as much as they can when right. they first get her. No, uh, yeah, I will agree with you because I forgot. Yeah, she is thirty nine, isn't she? Jesus. So how do you, how do you think the pay per view did in presenting NXT overall? Because I mean that's ultimately the goal of the show of putting them all these triple threats together. How do you think it presents the NXT wrestlers? I think it presents the NXT brand as, hey, here's another wrestling show. Because I got to see this through the eyes of the common wrestling guy. You know what I mean, dude? You know, the guy that knows, you know. If I was just an average Joe Schmo that didn't do a show and actually watch these matches and break them down and talk about them like you, and I was just a regular wrestling guy, I'd be like, oh, another show. This brings it back to the old days of WCW. That's about it. Like, um, Baszler impressed me, and and that's it. I mean, like, that's it. I mean, like, it, it, they presented it the best way they could by keep on jamming it down our throats that NXT is the brand that we have to watch because they had NXT win. I know I, I noticed a few minutes ago, you know, we were talking about that, but NXT won. They won the most matches. So, therefore, what I'm seeing is Vince McMahon saying, this is the brand to watch for. They won. Because last year, Raw won every single fucking match. And Vince McMahon was all about Raw. You know what I mean? So, uh-huh. I'm not saying that 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 that, uh, that NXT was presented negatively. I'm saying that I think it's received negatively. They didn't do anything to draw your eyes to the brand. It drew my eyes to watch Ripley and, and Baszler. The men did not impress me like those two women did, personally, no. Okay, but was it enough to make you go, well, Wednesday nights I might I might put on NXT? If I, rem- <laughs> if I remember. It would be like another okay. SmackDown. You know what I mean? It'd okay, be- I mean, that's ultimately the goal. It didn't. It did not do anything to change my opinion on watching NXT. Like, I don't watch the. I don't watch it on Wednesdays. I usually only watch takeovers. Um, but yeah, it, watching them on this show, I did not see anyone who stood out any more than they already did to me watching yeah. the takeovers. Yeah, I yes, cannot agree with you more. Yes, so. All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for listening to this most recent episode of Calling in the Ring. If you like this one, just head to over to movieguyspodcast.podbean.com. Click on our archive section of Calling in the Ring. You can listen to all the episodes that we have done. Uh, we've done a lot of fun episodes, and uh, we hope you guys continue to join us once a month for our continued review of Calling in the Ring. And next month will be our review of TLC. Ryan. Thanks, Ten, tender love and care. All right. Right. TL, remember, remember back in the day when McFoley introduced it? Tables, ladders, and chairs. You're not going to finish it? it was, uh, oh my. There you um, go. Or was it the Learning Channel? We're going to be watching the Learning Channel. Yeah, we're going to be watching Counting On. There you go. There we go. There. Thank you, everybody, so much. And we'll be back next month for uh, TLC. Have a good night.